Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. There's only one thing I know about life. I know some things happen by chance. And some things happen because we make them happen. I'm finally free. I'm home. Hey, Slugger. There's my beautiful boy. Is everything all right? Everything's great. You look really familiar. I've seen you before, haven't I? Uh, Barry. Barry. Barry Allen. Right, sorry. Some people are just meant to be in your life. Hey. Who the hell is this? Cisco Ramona's the richest man in America. Is there a better way to get to work than by helicopter? Cisco, uh uh-uh. Don't call me that. I don't know you, String Bean. We're not partners and we're not friends. You don't know me. You don't know my life. We're something else to each other where you come from, aren't we? This isn't your home, Barry. It's a mirage. It's already screwing with you and everyone you love, and pretty soon it's going to take me right down along with you. What should we call this brave new world that you've whipped up for us? I was thinking Flashpoint. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to reviews and news and spoilers for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm shaking some cobwebs off. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. How's your summer been? You 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 been doing good? Oh, it's hot. It's too hot. It's, it's too uh, hot. It's it's muggy, man. It's it's uh, it's a rough one down here in the uh, the southeast. Of course, you're in Texas. I'm in Mississippi, uh, and you folks that are listening are from all over. Let me tell you where we're not right now, and that is we are not at San Diego. However. We are there in mind, spirit, and, well, not body. But we've got a lot of great news. We've been keeping our thumbs on the pulse of all the latest and greatest coming out of San Diego. And here we are once again, as we did last year, to do a San Diego Comic-Con roundup, talking to all things Flash. Now, here's the thing. Here's the kicker, if you will. Normally, on Flash TV Talk, what we do is we talk about the television series, The Flash. Well, we're kind of extending this a little bit and talking about the character of The Flash, his various rogues, and the multiple media that they appear in. I'm talking Justice League. I'm talking some Legends of Tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, the reason why we're all here, which is the CW Flash. Uh, Here's how we're going to structure things tonight. We're actually going to start off talking some Justice League, talking about the trailer, the the new Flash costume, all that great stuff. We're going to touch on Legends of Tomorrow and how that's kind of impacting the world of The Flash. Then we're going to dissect The Flash trailer. And then at the very end of all of that, we're going to do a deep dive into some spoilers that were revealed uh, at San Diego Comic-Con this last past weekend. Now, all that being said, just to make sure you're, you're, you're tracking with me here. We are going to be spoiler free, just give an honest, you know, reception response to the trailers and everything that we saw that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Nothing too spoilery, if, if spoilery at all. I don't think any spoilers are going to come out of that discussion. Uh, and we will give you fair warning before we dive into some of the more spoilery tidbits about the upcoming season of The Flash. We'll save that for last. Are you with me? Do you feel me, Bell? Yes. Now, bear in mind, uh, it's kind of spoilery if you haven't seen those trailers. Well, I guess so, that's true. But, I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll dive into it here. All right. So yeah. let's let's kick it off, man, because uh, Justice League, you know, we've been very vocal uh, about uh, the DC movies. You know, we've I feel like 
We've been very charitable, uh, you know, in, in terms of, the, well, hang on now. We've been charitable up for the, the hype building up to all of the, uh, uh, the films and the DC uh, movie universe. Uh, and then once they actually release, we give our honest opinions and feedback from them. Uh, so that being said, you know, I expressed feelings and emotions after watching Batman V Superman. And, you know, I may have made they were completely justifiable. <laughs> well, I think so. But, you know, the, the thing is, I realized that different people are going to like different things. There are many people uh, that saw Batman versus Superman and really loved it. They love the direction that uh, Zack Snyder and company are going in. And, uh, you know, while I didn't fall into that camp, you know, I can respect the fact that other people have differences of opinion than me. Sure. Sure. And I mean, you know, uh, you know we, I think um, I, I may have said that I wasn't going to see Justice League uh, out of spite <laughs> during that, that episode, that movie review uh, over on panel to screen of Batman versus Superman. Uh, but, you know, you know, I, I was speaking emotionally. I think we all knew I didn't actually mean I wasn't going to see the Justice League film. I don't remember exactly what I said, uh, but I will say this. This is the first time in a long time that I've been more excited about the DC properties that are in the lineup than the Marvel properties. Well, there is a freshness to some extent with, uh, you know, the, for, for DC, this is the beginning. Uh, whereas Marvel is, you know, I, I would hate to say getting stale because of course I'm, I'm enjoying what's coming out there, but there is something fresh, shiny and new uh, about Justice League. And you can even tell, man, the, the tone of this film seems to be, uh, of course, without actually you know, seeing the movie or even the one that, that I'm about to reference here, it seems to be much more in line with the tone of Suicide Squad. Did you pick that up in this trailer? Not, I mean, I don't know because my first impressions were Suicide Squad uh, were completely different than the second trailer that came out. And I think Justice League, it, it feels like Suicide Squad's a transitionary piece between dark and gritty DC murderverse and a lighthearted DC murderverse. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So it, it looks like they really learned from their mistakes when they were making this trailer, and I really respect that. They they understand what it is that these characters are about, uh, especially Flash uh, and, and Batman and Diana. And just from watching this trailer, it looks like they really learned – from the mistakes and they learn from the commentary and they're they're trying to do a better job. And I, I I didn't feel it felt different than Suicide Squad to me. It felt different. It felt better. Uh, I'm way more excited about Justice League than I am Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think I fall in that same camp as well. Uh, you know, I had heard I think we um, I think we maybe talked about this off air, but I, I had read an article uh, about a guy who had gone onto the set of Justice League. And, and he had written about his experience. They even showed him footage that actually from the description seemed very similar to what we saw at San Diego, or at least from San Diego. He was very excited. He mentioned that, you know, uh, the Flash and uh, Cyborg in particular really kind of added some lightness, some humor to, you know, to, to a much needed, you know, humorless universe. And <laughs> what we got uh, in, in the scene that we got with, with Ezra Miller's Flash, this is, of course, the first time that we actually get a chance not only to see him, but actually to see him. Uh, suited up in the, in the Flash costume, we we got a chance to see. Yeah, there there is a lightheartedness that the Flash, specifically this uh, interpretation of Barry Allen, uh, looks to inject into this team and into this universe. Now, there's two ways I want to talk about Flash. One is just specifically the look, the costume. You know, that's something that that a lot of people have been, you know, our, ourselves included, kind of anxious about, really wondering what direction they're going to go in. Uh, and then the other is actually just the character, you know, characterization of Barry Allen and what Ezra, Mara, Ezra Miller and company are doing with that character. Let's start off with the costume, man, because I got to tell you, it looks pretty dang good. I like it. I, I like really it a lot. like it. I didn't think I would, but I really do like it. The the only complaint that I have is and, and, and this was this was weird. So, uh, you know, I did, I did the freeze frame during the trailer and I looked at the costume really hard. And uh, one thing that I didn't necessarily like were that the shoulder uh the shoulder pads or pauldrons whatever you want to call them they look right, right. a little big but there's another uh picture that i saw later that they didn't look they looked more subdued and they looked uh they looked better i wonder if that's just because of how he's standing and how the costume is moving as to as to you know why they're kind of poofy out like that but uh i like it i thought it was good looking man i i, I was really enjoying uh, the direction they're going with it. it it looked to me kind of like 
something that because it, it seems like Barry Allen in this, you know, he, he he's kind of like a, a startup sort of superhero. He doesn't have a lot of resources to go off of. And this looks kind of like, you know, Batman sat down with him and was like, hey, I have a lot of like or, or Christian Bale's Batman, I should say. Uh-huh, <laughs> right, like, I got right. a lot of leftover ar- armor panels. Why don't we just uh, paint them red and slap them on you? But I, I like it. I think it looks cool. You know, it's interesting because the armor was something that, you know, we, we've 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 heard the debates. We've had the debates. We've talked about, you know, the fact that, you know, you think flash, you think sleek. You don't necessarily think armor. However, the way that the armor is being presented in the film anyway, uh, this is, I guess, slightly spoilery, but not really, is that this is kind of armor that's, um, he's pieced together using metal that you'd find on like a spaceship. And the idea is to handle the heat, right? The, yeah, the- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a thing, you know, the OMG science verse, uh, comics and the TV show, they kind of explain about, you know, this is a material that's like really, uh, isn't susceptible to friction. Uh, or, you know, atmospheric compression or heat. And, and and it makes a lot of sense for this to be pieces of atmospheric shielding from a spacecraft because that stuff, you know, you, you it can withstand insanely high temperatures and you can still you can hold it in your hand while there's a blowtorch on the other side of it. Yeah. And, and so like that's that's neat that they're kind of like pulling in that that practical real science stuff into uh, you know, the, the superhero costume. Obviously a very different take. However, it does I mean, it's very clear that they took a nod from the Injustice video game. Um, yes. Know, we've talked about this game before. Of course, it was a, a fighting game. They've actually got a sequel coming out. They put out a trailer not too terribly recently uh, about, uh, you know, about the sequel that's coming out. And, uh, you know, the the armor, I would actually say it looks better here. And actually, yeah. this uh, how wild is this? It looks better in live action than it did in the video game. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Like in the video game, it looked clanky. It looked a little bit like it would kind of get in the way of what he's doing. I never once did I feel like that armor was getting in the way of what Flash was doing on on the screen. Yeah, you know, his motions, uh, when there's that one scene where he's in that room, uh, I guess the scene that everybody freeze-framed to look at the costume, where he goes down to like one knee, where he's standing up and he goes down to one knee really quick. Like it, it doesn't look like the position that he was in, he was in an awkward position for him. It looked like it was a right. natural kind of movement thing. Uh, so it didn't impede his flexibility or movement. Uh, just just from that one little look. Yeah. I will say the fingerless gloves are an interesting choice. <laughs> that, that was that was kind of interesting. Well, there. how do you I mean, what do, what do you mean by that? Like how do how do you feel about that? I don't know. Like I I don't know. It depends on on how they try to explain everything because if they go and they and they talk about the the armor plating saving him from the temperature differences and stuff like that, uh him not having Finger you know, protection is kind of weird, but uh. well, but I mean, think about it this way: make a fist right now. Your fingers are covered. You know what I mean? Well, except for your thumb. Well, no, it depends on how you make the fist. I always put my thumb inside. Why would you want to do that? Because well, yeah, because you protect your thumb, or you break it. Well, hold on. I, I, I'm I'm looking to see if his thumb is covered. Well, uh, so here's the thing, though: it, it, if you look at kind of the way that they're portraying Barry Allen, he's surrounded by all these monitors so there's clearly some sort of techie thing that's going on he's actually scrapped the suit together and you know from, from very specific materials perhaps he's he very specifically has fingerless gloves because he's got to use he doesn't his, have fingers yet well no i was gonna say he's got to use a smartphone oh that's true and his uh you know <laughs> by the way this is this is one thing that i really liked about uh about this representation of the flash is if you freeze frame it when Batman's talking to him, yeah, you can you can see he's watching Rick and Morty in the background. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> Which is one of my one of my favorite shows. I love that show, and so that that kind of instantly tells me a little bit about the personality that Ezra Miller is putting into this character. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that because we did in this brief uh, single scene, not even a full scene, we did get a lot about who this Barry Allen is. And actually, even before diving into that, I want to point out a tweet that was sent out by Grant Gustin actually earlier today as we record the podcast on Sunday. Uh, Grant posted out on Twitter, he said, "Uh, you're about to have two different takes on Barry Allen, played by two different actors, and I think they are equally thrilled to have the chance. I think that's a good statement right there. This is two very different Barry Allens uh, in terms of what we're going to experience. And you got to remember, you know, we all love Grant Gustin. We all love what he's doing on the television show, but there's a lot of differences between the, the Barry Allen of TV and the Barry Allen of the comics. Now they are, um, they're spiritually since like, like similar, you know what I mean? Like there, there is a, there's a similarity that is true to the spirit of what the comics are. Uh, and yeah. so that's why I feel like so many people have been able to embrace what Grant Gustin has done with the character. 
Here, Ezra Miller appears to be taking not a not necessarily a true to form Barry Allen or a or a you know one to one comic book Barry Allen inspiration. What I'm getting from this is that Ezra Miller is actually basing his Barry Allen, his Flash, off of almost like this hybrid between Barry Bart and Wally. But what did yeah, you? Yeah, I got that too. I, I was thinking this is this is Barry Allen, but when I was watching him, I was kind of like, are are we? Wait, hold on. Did they just change it to to, to Wally? <laughs> <For a> second? <laughs> right, and, right, right. And, and, and I was like, oh, that's. Uh, I, I thought it was really neat. Yeah, it, it's kind of like an amalgam of all of them, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I would never qualify Wally. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd never really necessarily qualify Wally as socially awkward. Like, if I was going to pull that out of one particular Flash, it would probably be Bart uh, had a little bit of social awkwardness. Uh, if you combine that with Wally, you know, with Wally's fun loving, you know, good attitude. And then just the, uh, you know, the name Barry Allen and perhaps some chemistry in, in, in there as well. It's kind of difficult to see. There was a lot going on in his layer, but I think I did see a, uh, what do you call it? A, a stethoscope. I don't, you, you know, I, I'm sitting there in the, in the layer and it, it started to make me think, I'm like, okay, so what does this guy do for a living? Cause he's got a lot of stuff, Yeah, but he doesn't have, you know, Batman style equipment right well yeah so uh, is he is he a, is he a csi i mean do we know this yet i you know there's not a whole lot that we do know right now and so yeah. i think what, what we're going to end up you know i think that's going to be slowly revealed they may even not go too much into his backstory because of course he's going to get his own film at some point yeah so you know they may save some of that for the future but you know for me i i, I expressed going up uh, up until you know, we finally get a chance to see him in action. My concerns about Ezra Miller taking on the role of Barry Allen, and I think with months and months of preparation and finally getting the chance to actually see what he's doing with the character, I can embrace this for what it is. It's a multiverse. This is a different take on Barry Allen. Is it like it? Does it have that same spirit of the original character? No. But what it does have is the spirit of kind of this amalgam of characters. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That may rub some people the wrong way. For me, I've gotten over it. It reminds me actually very similar to what the DC animated universe did with the character of Kyle Rayner, uh, where they actually kind of uh, gave Kyle Rayner Hal Jordan's origin story. There was kind of a lot of similarities to the character of, of Kyle uh, Rayner, but they actually gave him Hal's uh, uh, origin story. And so, you know, some people that really rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they even gave him uh, brown hair as opposed to black hair, just to make him a little bit more of amalgam between these two characters. And, you know, that's fine. It's okay to do some different things and to kind of take a different uh, twist on the characters. For one thing, this universe as a whole is a very different twist on the DC right. universe. And that's okay. Um, you that's, know, that's what I'm going to say. Like, if, if you're going to come out and you're going to say that I'm what I've seen, the you know, 48 seconds of Barry Allen that right. I've seen is not my Barry Allen and I'm mad, then I want you to go back and I want you to watch Man of Steel. I want you to watch Batman v Superman and I want you to do the same thing to those characters. And if you, and if you like those movies especially and you're disappointed with Barry Allen, you got to realize that like the Superman in this universe is not the Superman from the comics. The Batman in this universe is not the Batman from the comics. So I don't, I don't know what expectations you had, but like I, it doesn't. I don't think it's fair to 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 think that uh, this Barry Allen would be the exact same Barry Allen from the comics. No, but like I said, I think if if you uh, if you go on with that understanding, I think you uh, I think hopefully <laughs> I say I think I hopefully we're up for a good ride. Um, you know, obviously the tone is going to be different. There, you know, the the problem that DC is facing is that uh, now two and a half movies in, they are still struggling to find their footing, find their ground on which they want to stand on. Uh, it wasn't Man of Steel. It definitely wasn't Batman v Superman. Uh, so it looks like they're putting a lot of, you know, again, I could be misreading this, but it seems like they're putting a lot of faith in Suicide Squad to be a huge success. And that's the one that they want to plant their feet. Uh, you know, that that could be all right. So we'll, I'm going to we'll go ahead and say it's probably not going to be a Suicide Squad. I hope it's Wonder not- Woman because I don't know. Did you see oh that Wonder gosh. Woman trailer? I'm so excited for that movie. Now, see, that's the one of all the movie trailers that came out of Comic-Con. That's the one that actually got me the most hyped. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say a close second was Justice League. Uh, well, okay. I mean, Justice but, League, obviously, getting to see The Flash. But no, I mean, I just, I'll tell you this, though. I still, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. I've, I've still, I'm going into Justice League with some, I, I'm guarded. You know what I mean? I've, I've been hurt before. So I'm going in guarded that wonder woman film. I guard down, you know, yeah. shields so I, down. I was, that looks incredible. 
I was that really looks like the spirit of I the heard, original character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was super excited when I heard it was going to be set in World War One. I. I was like, holy crap, because like I, I love the 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 idea of superheroes in uh, historical settings. Uh, especially like in real real world events, and I think it's freaking awesome yeah. to have a superhero in World War One. Like that that just sounds super cool to me. So I, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, Justice League. You know, I, I agree. I'm kind of guarded, but uh, what I've seen so far has has reignited my uh, you know hype candle that was destroyed utterly <laughs> by Batman v Superman. Well, the the little fragments of wax that are left, I've <laughs> collected into a tiny candle. And put a piece of hair in it as a wig. <laughs> that's, just, that's disgusting. Yeah, um, but you know, it's it's. it's I, I work with what I got. <laughs> that is what it is. It is what it is. Now I saw. I believe it was Karen in the chat uh, made mention of the fact, of course, that is lightning. Oh, I'm sorry, it was the Green Arrow in the chat uh, who made mention that the lightning is blue. It's interesting, actually. The Justice League cartoon series, Justice League Unlimited, I believe. Um, we actually, when we get, when we finally get a chance to quote unquote, see the speed force, it's blue there as well. So it's not totally out of the question for that to be the case. I kind of almost like that. It's a bit of a differentiation to show that this is a very, you know, it it is a different Barry Allen than the one in the, uh, in the television series. So, you know, well, yeah, but they see, so here's my thing. I didn't really appreciate the blue. Really? I I don't know. I I think it's just because the the lightning in the TV show is so well done, and like that's just that's what I'm used to as a speed force and whatnot. But I I don't think it's necessary to make the the the, the movie universe lightning blue. I think audiences are smart enough to realize because they're in a movie theater and not at home watching it on Tuesdays that this is a different Flash. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you know, look, you're you're right, you're right, and audiences. Uh, yeah, I, I still think whenever people say audiences are smart enough, then they're giving people way too much credit. Uh, maybe that's the cynic in me, but I will say this, the the lightning, the way they've handled the lightning on the television series has been such an iconic thing that I'm kind of glad that they're giving that to the television series. You know what I mean? That they're not, they're, they're saying like, all right, we're going to make this different and this is how we're going to do it. You guys are rocking it with the television series. You've got a unique style. You know, we obviously have a very different and unique style. Like let's, let's make them different, not so that people can differentiate but so that the different takes, the different universes can feel different. And so, right. you know, like I said, I, I don't mind it. I actually kind of dig it. If that was the notion was to, you know, kind of not not separate because we need to keep it different, but separate because you guys are doing such a great job there. We don't want to like ride on that. We want to kind of, you know, uh, let you guys do that because you do it so well. We're going to do our own take. Then that's, you know, I, I, I can respect that. But uh I don't think it's necessary per se to change it, but uh, if if what you said is true and that's what they're trying to go for, then then you know I I can I'll tip my hat to that. You know, earlier you mentioned how you love seeing uh, heroes and other times, so it's it's apropos that we're going to talk a little bit about Legends of Tomorrow now. That was that was pretty good. I set you up for that. <laughs> yeah, man. Unintentionally. <laughs> So, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, speaking of kind of moves that DC has made that that I've had a, a hard time kind of adjusting to, you know, Legends of Tomorrow was something that I, I man, I had some resentment for. I felt like they were taking away my characters. I was worried they were going to change my characters or, or even worse, kill my characters on that television series <laughs> as opposed to The Flash. And I was freaking right, by the way. <laughs> Spoilers Why? for Legends of Tomorrow season one, but Captain Cold is dead. So I, I know, I know, but see, oh, wait, I know why, because prison break came back. <laughs> That's, right. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so, so once, once prison break, you know, ends and then we'll, we'll see Captain Cold again. He'll come back because comic book characters. So, do. so here's, here's what we need to do. You know how people will like start a campaign to get a series to like come back. Petition thing to like, <laughs> you're petitioning the government to tell a studio. No, it's not just that, man. People will send things to the studios. They'll send like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. some different things. What I'm saying is we should start a campaign to get Prison Break canceled so we can get Captain Cold back. <laughs> It'll just be like a bunch of people carrying in uh, uh, bags full of letters. That's like right. Like in uh, Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I was going to think we could uh, we could send them uh, ice or uh, they would melt. Yeah, we could just, I could go in my Gorilla Grodd costume and just, you know, threaten to telepathically assassinate everyone in the offices unless they cancel it. That might be a little too strong. Um, but yeah, terroristic threats are probably not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. And we don't condone that. But I tell you what we do condone. We do condone Captain Cold coming back. And it does actually look like, of course, Legends of Tomorrow 
Uh, he will be involved, though not nearly as heavily as he was before. In fact, Legends of Tomorrow, the Legends, will be going up against the quote-unquote Legion of Doom, or at least the DC TV version of that. Uh, what they have done is they have taken the the top villains of both Flash and Arrow, and uh, using these four of the reverse Flash, Captain Cold, Damian Dark, and Malcolm Merlin, uh, they are all teaming up to create the DC TV Legion of Doom. Now, how does this work in terms of timelines? Well, that's the thing. We're talking probably about a lot of these characters at various points in the timeline, probably early. Um, so we would be getting a Captain Cold who never became a hero on Legends of Tomorrow. So earlier in his career, it would make sense. Uh, we would be getting the Matt Letcher reverse flash. Uh, so whether or not this is time remnant or from earlier, even then that in the timeline, maybe it's even a future version of him, uh, even though I'm not sure how that would make sense. You know, who knows? So well, it's probably the future him brought back to the past, wherever they're going to set it. Right. Well, I guess what I mean is the future him that has yet to come to the past. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Exactly. So his his personal past that we've never met before. It could be that or it could be uh, something else entirely. Uh, you know, who knows where the chips will fall once the flashpoint hits. Again, we'll be talking about that more in a second. Also of note with Legends of Tomorrow and really all of the DC TV series, Kate Cassidy, uh, who appeared uh, as Laurel Lance in a couple of seasons before they killed her off, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, she will be uh, surprise, uh, reprising her role and be will become a series regular across all CWDC TV shows. So my guess is that we will see, be seeing quite a bit of her on Legends, probably playing in flashbacks on Arrow. And uh, who knows? Love to get her over on Flash. Probably with the whole Flashpoint situation, we'll probably see a, a version of her. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably not going to be flashbacks on Arrow. It's probably going to be her just because, you know, as Barry says in the beginning of the trailer of the new season, he's like, if there's one thing I know about life to which I interject, it's messing up timelines. <laughs> so <laughs> chances are she's not even dead now anymore in any uh, any of the DC uh, TV shows. So I'm guessing that it's just going to be her just there as either you know laurel or as black canary i don't know yeah, at least for a, at least for a little bit i mean you know the arrow trailer that we got at san diego comic-con did show uh you know them talking specifically about laurel dying um so oh, okay you know, it, one way or the other once the timeline is uh, at least uh, back on track she will unfortunately still be dead uh, I will say this though, Legends of Tomorrow. You know, we we did season one for the most of season one anyway. Uh, we let we did the Legends TV Talk podcast, a crossover with a bunch of other podcasts. That was a, um, I I would call that a. I had a lot of fun, man. I think it was awesome. It was fun, but you know, I I like to keep a schedule, and uh, we didn't over there. So I would say, in terms of podcasting, it was a net fail. Uh, however. I still think, you know, given that they're going forward with this, given that some of our, our top tier Flash villains are playing such a critical role in Legends of Tomorrow going forward, of course, Heat Wave uh, continuing on over there as well as a, as a series regular. Here's my thought, man. I, I say that rather than do a completely separate podcast with Legends of Tomorrow, maybe on a weekly, we cover at the tail end of Flash TV Talk um, what happened over on Legends. It's almost kind of like a, a bonus you know, 15 minutes or something like that. I'm down with that. But I, I, you know, if you want, I'll do another legends of tomorrow. I'll, I'll dedicate, I'll be a dedicated host on that, man. I'm, I'm sure you, you look, who would you do it with if it wasn't me? Cause I don't have the time. That's my main thing. Oh uh, yeah. You and your time. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, man, if you, if you want to dedicate some time to uh, continuing on legends, TV talk, if you can find somebody as a, a quality, good co-host for yourself, more power to you. But even if you end up doing that, uh, let's have kind of a just a roundup as a uh, almost like a dessert of Flash TV talk. Talk about what happened the week prior on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, as like I said, it's going to impact a lot of characters who do impact the storyline of the Flash. Yeah, I'm down with that. I can, I, I can, I can do that. All right, right on. So there you go. Um, hey, let's also talk about uh, you know this television series called The Flash. A uh, little television series. Not sure if you heard of it. It's, it's it's not a great television show at all. It's, it's, it's the greatest. The greatest show. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, so so much to talk about. First and foremost, before like I said, not dumping into spoilers yet, uh, but that trailer. Oh man, that trailer. Okay, so uh, overall, what was the big moment for you in the trailer? I don't know. I, I I'll say this: just what pops into my head and what what I think I took away was that I'm really looking forward to Matt Lester's uh, Reverse Flash. 
like the the whole like you know you know you're who's the villain now flash like i was like oh yeah i'm excited about that okay so he's got some pretty majorly huge yellow boots to fill because you know i've made no qualms on this show about the fact that tom cavanagh's reverse flash i mean i I still love that as one of the greatest television villains of all time Uh, i still categorize that up there so but i will tell you in that one scene where he's yelling the who's the villain now i was like all right, Matt, you're up, buddy. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I, I'm in. It, yeah, I, I was sitting there like, and, and you know, we're watching the, the trailer that's going on, and and uh, okay, so I'm waiting. I was like, okay, so who's gonna be? Oh, okay, it's Matt. Le- oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I can I can get behind this. Let's 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 see where he's gonna take it. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I, you know, I, I'm still kind of apprehensive because, like you said, uh, Tom Cavanaugh's Reverse Flash is one of the greatest villains ever. Period. Uh, so we'll see. But I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, yeah, we uh, you know what they're probably going to make me do? They're probably going to make me fall in love with Matt and his take on the reverse flash, and then they're going to kill him again and put him into <laughs> to Tom Cavanaugh's body, and then I'm going to be stuck once more with this kind of like, ah, why, why do you make me love and then take away? What kind of evil George R. R. Martin esque CW thing have you created here? <laughs> That's what they do. They they just make you like something. They they take it away because you know they like that feeling of just. Because Game of Thrones. I mean, like, yeah. you know, hashtag because Game of Thrones. That, that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. No. So, of course, that was, that was a big, big moment. Um, beyond that, though, Kid Flash costume. Love it. Absolutely I- love it. Good job, by the way, uh, to all the folks on The Flash for deciding to go with classic Kid Flash costume. Very good. Totally. Uh, super happy to see that. I was, I was real happy to see that. I, I, was, I didn't know what they were going to do. I, I really had no idea. But they've been so, you know great with uh with you know with the nods to the comics and keeping everything uh legitimate and 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 you know grounded in the comics that i was so happy to see that it was it was wonderful it's more true and i mean this i mean this with no criticism to you know grant gustin's costume but it seems to be more true to the costume of the actual kid flash in the comics than grant gustin's flashes to the comic book flash yeah and and i think that's because you know, when when they started with season one, they they've had Arrow going on, but this was this was a brand new direction, right? This is mm-hmm. superpowers. This is superhumans. This is you know weird, like 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 you know spandex superheroes, right? And, and so I want to say they 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 subdued it just a little bit because they felt they had to. But now since everybody's just completely on board with Flash, they felt like they could get away with, uh, not 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 get away like it's a bad thing, but you know they felt like it would be one of those things they could convince the studio heads who were like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> that might not test well right. uh, to to be like, let us do the comic book, you know, a, an adaptation of that of that you know Kid Flash comic book costume, and they did it, and it looks awesome. Well, and you know, even just kind of in an in universe type of explanation, Barry was the first superhero. You know what I mean? He was the first hero with actual super abilities. And so yeah. the idea of someone like, oh, I got superpowers, you know, what should what should I wear? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, they were literally working with what they got. Cisco happened to have that heat resistant suit. He slapped on a lightning bolt onto it and then sent Barry on his way. But that was what they had at the time. And they've been in, enhancing it and improving it as time goes on. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how perhaps this kid flash and where he fits into flashpoint, you know, who it is that's actually equipping him. Uh, Something else that we saw in this trailer and something that we've kind of seen some images of popping up online is uh, this dark uh, racer, this black racer, a black flash, if you will, who, you know, uh, we don't know who it is. He looks like Daniel West. So in the new 52, uh, is, is it Daniel West? Daniel West. Yeah, that's that's who he reminds me of, and so I don't know. I I don't really know too much about that character outside of what I've gleaned off of uh, Heroclix and stuff. But uh, I is that what they're going for? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, don't 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 get me wrong. It very well could be Daniel. I think the costume looks cool. First off, just let me say that I think it looks neat. So so no no qualms there. But uh, yeah, are, are they going to introduce a Daniel West? Is this going to be somebody who's related to the family. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So Daniel West was the reverse flash. I think he was, and I could be wrong on this, but I think he was the first reverse flash that the new 52 had. Um, I remember seeing the, the image of the costume, which looked incredible, albeit very different from what the re- reverse flash, you know, was originally. Uh, and so, you know, this is obviously a, a different take. If they end up going that route, it's 
possible that Daniel West could actually be the reverse flash of the flashpoint universe. Uh, Um, Okay. You know, he may, he may not exist in, uh, you know, once, once Barry fixes the timeline, but my guess is they put so much work into that awesome costume. He's probably, (laughs) he probably does. You know, one of the things I thought about was, could this actually be some sort of agent of, of the time wraiths to, to go after Barry? Like, you know, Barry is so sufficiently destroyed the timeline, although one could argue he fixed it, but still he's so sufficiently destroyed the timeline that the time wraiths actually like created this super black flash. Uh, Oh, Hey, what if it's, uh, what if it's old Teddy Sears, Jay Garrick, Hunter Zolomon, zoom, (laughs) everything, every single villain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I got an idea. Let's take every Flash villain and make them the same guy. And it'll be Teddy Sears. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> we'll throw in a hero in there as well. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's possible that perhaps like, you know, when we saw him being dragged into, you know, the reverse speed force or the the time stream or wherever it was, the time rates were taking him. Uh, his body was deteriorating. He became, you know, on screen. He visually became the Black Flash. So it's possible that what we saw was, um, kind of a an, an early stage of his rebirth, as it were, that they you know powered him up, maybe even possessed him, turned him into this you know super powered version of a Black Flash, and then sent him into this timeline in order to stop Barry Allen. You know, I I don't know that might be too much of a stretch. Plus, you know, like I said, Teddy Sears is like thirty different characters in a one right now, so maybe let's not do another one. <laughs> let's. Yeah. Let's see. Well, what I, I, here's my worry, though, is that if this is just going to be, I, I, I'm because it's Flashpoint, right? Like we know that that Kid Flash is in Flashpoint. He's the Flash of Flashpoint, uh, right? Right? That is right. He is the Flash of the Flashpoint universe, or is well, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. Anyway, anyway. So what I don't want to see though is when we is when we eventually fix everything at the mid season point or whenever we're going to do this is that we're not going to have Wally as Kid Flash anymore, and we're not going to have this you know other. Well, crazy look reverse flash yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, you know, we, we've, we've speculated on this, but I think that it's safe to assume that, that our Wally, uh, the Wally of the, the pre flashpoint world, um, that he is, you know, that, that he is, uh, he, he's got, he's got it, man. He's got the speed force. I hope so. So, I mean, like, you know, it's just a matter of time before he actually goes that route. So Karen in the chat is saying that there's no Flash in, in Flashpoint. Which and, makes sense because that's what it was in the comics, right? You know, because Barry never got struck by lightning or anything. Right, but there was also no Kid Flash in Flashpoint. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is this is a different take on what the Flashpoint experience is like. And actually, to that end, maybe we should start actually getting a little bit deeper into spoilers. First, I should mention, of course, in that trailer... We did actually see uh, Dr. Alchemy uh, was scribbled on the wall. Uh, Dr. Alchemy will be one of the two big bads of the season. Um, you know, the other being, of course, this mysterious black racer. Interesting, yeah. interesting choice to go with Dr. Alchemy. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of the lesser tier villains, uh, rogues, if you will, in my opinion. Now, I mean, obviously, there's huge Dr. Alchemy fans that are out there. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I would have gone Mirror Master. Yeah, Mirror Master would have been cool, especially when you're in like a mirror universe. Like it would just be so apropos to like do that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like there's so so many different ways they can do that. But um, but who knows how it'll all it'll all fall out. We may we may yet see Mirror Master this season. Uh, that's pure speculation, not spoilers. Uh, but Bell, before we jump into kind of spoilers and, and reveals from San Diego, do you have anything else just from that trailer you want to talk about in a non-spoilery way? Uh, so is um pausing it here uh, going through is dr alchemy the kylo ren looking dude well we don't know we don't know well i, I mean traditionally what what does what his garb look like in the costume oh uh he, in the comics kind of like he's got like a hood uh there's a, well there's a couple of different iterations of alchemy um one he has a very kind of oh golden age type of look to him uh one might say Golden age. I like, I like how you described that. (laughs) Well, so there's one where he's got kind of like a cool looking, um, kind of, uh, you know, hood with like a little pointy thing coming over his face. And then, you know, his, he's wearing like kind of like a quilt, I guess is how you would describe that, that thing that he's wearing on his, uh, on his shirt. Cause I'm not entirely convinced that the, uh, cause I found it. I found the freeze frame here. It's a guy in a hood and he's wearing a mask that looks kind of like the fallout armor mask. Nah, well, I mean, that would not historically be, um, 
<laughs> so no. I'm thinking it's just a it's just a Fallout cosplayer that we're seeing there. It's not <laughs> it could be, it could be. No, Alchemy, you know, a hooded figure. Um, like I said, they they could uh, uh, they could go with kind of a straight up just you know actually Pied Piper. Um, Pied Piper and, and Alchemy have a very similar look to them. Well, uh, Karen's saying that it's Mr. Element. Well, Mr. Element, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think Mr. Element and Doctor Al- 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 Alchemy uh, are the same person. Yeah, that, that's what Karen was saying. Okay. Well, but the, uh, he scratched alchemy on the glass. Yeah. So it, this is just this is just a different persona of the same guy. Between Mr. Element, Element and Dr. Alchemy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Neat. <laughs> I don't think they're... I, I <laughs> doubt they'll call him Mr. Element. I think they're probably going to end up calling him uh, Dr. Alchemy, all things considered. Well, uh, so I, I, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of strange to me that, uh, you know, d- uh, did Mr. Element not go to villain school to become a doctor and his alter ego, Dr. Alchemy did. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Element, uh, he failed the exam. And so now <laughs> I did, <laughs> I didn't spend seven years in evil school to be called Mr. Element. <laughs> evil medical school. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so there you go. Incident. My father put me in a burlap sack, and beat me with a rod. Yes, yes, Doctor Evil Element. Doctor Evil. Alchemy. Yeah. All right. Anywho. Yes. Yeah. I I really like this trailer. I thought it was super awesome. I'm so excited for Flashpoint, man. That's gonna be so much fun. You know what might, might be kind of cool since Doc, uh, since they are going with the uh, the alchemy route. It's what if they actually had Metamorpho? Because didn't they have um oh what's his face? Oh, his company was a big part of the first season. Dude, what died? He was the guy that was killed by uh, by uh, HG HG Abard in like episode three or something like that. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, the guy who was like uh, trying to collect the metahumans and yeah, study yeah, yeah. stuff. What was his oh, name? Oh man, I don't remember. <sighs> chat room, chat room. What was it? That that was the first like WTF moment of season one of the Flash, and I was like, this is gonna be the best show ever. I know, right? That was that was huge. <laughs> um, who was it? Because it was Metamorpho's villain, Stag. Stag, Stag, that's what it was. All right, so yes. Thank you, the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow in the chat reminding us here. Stag, of course, uh, was the one. So, you know, they, they've let kind of seeds, they've left seeds out there. They've left little clues that perhaps at some point we may actually see a metamorpho. If they've actually got alchemy coming into play, it would be really cool to actually get a, uh, a metamorpho to maybe go toe to toe with them to some extent, uh, or at least be a, a good uh, foil <laughs> to... to, to uh, to go after him. Metamorpho, of course, being able to change himself into any element, it would be a good matching. Perhaps tin foil. Uh, see what you did there. All right. So there you go. That's uh that's speculation, kind of an overview without getting into too many of the gritty details. Let's talk a little spoilers, shall we? Let's do it. Spoiler warning. Spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. But only really light spoilers, in all fairness. I don't think any of this is too majorly revealing. Most of this is coming from the panel, right? A lot of this is coming from the panel. A little bit of it's coming from uh, interviews that happened off the panel. Uh, so yeah. here's here's what we got. Let's uh, kind of what to expect going in. Uh, Aaron Helbing, by the way, the Helbing twins, uh, very heavily represented at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Barry has been living in the quote unquote blind bliss with both of his parents alive uh, in in Flashpoint. Um, he has his memories of the other timeline. Uh, and was still, this is what I find interesting, and was still zapped by the particle accelerator. So what I'm curious to know is, in this timeline, was Barry zapped by a particle accelerator, or are they just saying that, you know, he didn't lose his powers that he got from the original timeline? I think they're saying that he didn't lose his powers, because in uh, the, you know, Flashpoint comic, he loses his powers when he goes and, you know, changes everything. Okay. So, so what, I think, I think what they're saying here is that he, he has retained those abilities in this, uh, mirror universe or whatever. That would make more sense to me because of course, you know, he only got the powers that he did at this stage in his career because of the intervening of the reverse flash. Otherwise he would have received him, I think like 15 years later or something like that. Uh, I wasn't 15. I was like five. Maybe it was five years. Maybe it was five years later. So yeah, so that, that would make some sense. Okay, so good good clarification there. Cisco is an ostentatious billionaire. And oh my gosh, he's... Uh, what, what is it with... <laughs> he's got the juicer. It's awesome. Pompous attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. Well, it, he, I feel like he took a, he took a uh, page from... Uh, uh oh gosh what is the character's name tj miller's character on on uh silicon valley no i've never seen the show oh it's so good 
But uh, he does have almost like a British thing going, right? Like he did that with his Morpheus uh, version of, uh, you know, his Earth 2 counterpart. And I kind of <laughs> feel like he's doing that same, you know, I mean, not nah, don't get me wrong. It's still Cisco. He doesn't have a British accent or something ridiculous. But there was just kind of this, oh, is there any better way to travel in the morning than what a helicopter or whatever it was he says. And he's juicing. He's constantly juicing. <laughs> Every scene that we see him in, there's fresh produce and he's near a juicer. So let me ask you this. Do you think that Cisco is equipping Kid Flash? Uh, yeah. So I think what's going to be is going to be Cisco Tech or whatever his company's name is, uh, is the supplicant for Star Labs. So like Wally got struck by lightning after the particle accelerator explosion happened and uh, Cisco's company took him in and, uh, you know, watched over him just like Star Labs did Barry. Okay. I can get behind that. And that's my guess. I have no idea. And I'm just piecing this together from very few fragments of information. But well, sure. if I were to guess, that's what I would guess. Well, I, the, the main reason I, I ask is because the costume looks similar enough to Barry's that you can imagine the same uh, manufacturer, if you will. And then the other is that it looks nicer. It looks like it's a little bit more sleeker, high tech. It looks less slapped together. So I'm wondering if perhaps, you know, Cisco uh, in, in his own company has a little bit more better resources than uh, what a, uh, a fragile and falling apart Star Labs had when uh, when Barry got started. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to seeing where we get uh, uh, stuck up, rich uh, Cisco. <laughs> I think that'll be should be should be interesting. So I wonder if his brother is going to be the nerdy like. Uh, it's so because in this one, you know, uh, uh, in in the current, I guess real timeline cisco's brother is the you know pompous you know arrogant oh i didn't think about that yeah and so now cisco is the pompous arrogant dude i wonder if his brother is going to play more of a cisco style role in their team flash interesting be there or maybe maybe he's the one that designed uh uh the other well probably not i would imagine that yeah Yeah. they probably don't have different uh skill sets although I, i i it's hard to imagine our cisco be like running a company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's the creative like visionary, but he's not like a company builder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different, uh, different skill set there. All right. So Joe and Barry, they still work together in the flashpoint universe, but they are not close. Apparently this timeline's version of Joe is very quote unquote unhappy. Jesse L. Martin actually revealed on the panel that things at home aren't going well. Uh, he's having a particular issue with Iris that doesn't seem uh, solvable. So Joe gets depressed about it and it starts to affect his work so much so that Barry uh, is the one that makes sure that Joe is still even able to have a job because things get so dire. Now that's, that's all we know thus far. It's hard to imagine what it is that has caused that kind of problem and especially dealing with Iris because we, we find out that the flashpoint Iris is actually quite similar to our Iris. The main difference being that she and Barry don't have a relationship or, or even any kind of history with one another. Well, right. And this Joe sounds a lot like Joe in the, the Daniel two? West. Oh, well, oh, oh. No, yeah. I, I was going to go for like the comics origin because like, you know, what is it? Uh, 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 I was reading this earlier. His mom died giving birth to him. So his father never forgave him for it, which turned his father into an abusive alcoholic. So I wonder if it's something similar here. Perhaps, maybe, I don't know. Interesting. Do you where- think, so do you think that perhaps not in this reverse flash, instead of being a Daniel West is actually, do you think it's Joe West? Could Joe be the reverse flash of the flashpoint universe? No, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know, man. This is a very different Joe than what we've come to know. Rhyme not intended. (laughs) It would be an interesting take because so, uh, you know, with Daniel West, uh, mother dies during childbirth, uh, William instead of Joe is, is his father in the comic there uh, blames him he becomes abusive uh, Daniel pushes him down the stairs and paralyzes him um, so it sounds like this Joe there's something bothering this Joe and something happened maybe it'll be kind of a twist on that maybe maybe that'll be included somehow I'm not I'm not quite sure how yet yeah I'm you know it's interesting the parallels it, you know, it says specifically it's dealing with Iris. So you could imagine, well, did, you know, is, is it some sort of resentment? Did uh, Joe's wife die giving birth to Iris? That doesn't make any sense since Wally exists in this universe. And of course he's younger yeah. than Iris. And, you know, if that was the case, you would imagine the issue would be with Wally. 
Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm really curious to see what direction they go with here. Uh, it's also possible that, you know, Joe's wife is alive, uh, that Mama West is actually, maybe Mama West is clean and she became a wonderful mother. Maybe Joe West is the terrible, uh, is a deadbeat in, in this timeline. It's, it's, it's even hard to even say that because Joe has become such like the super dad. You know what I mean? It would be really bizarre watching him not be the super dad. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see which, which, you know, way they take it. Now here's some news that came out of uh, Comic-Con. You know, th- this is something that has been, um, let's say hotly debated, uh, over the summer and even before, and that is whether or not Flashpoint is going to affect more than just the Flash series. Now I, I am on record as saying, I did not think that they were going to do that. I, I thought that they would kind of keep things on a personal timeline because they've got other shows. They, they don't want to mix messages or mix storylines, but, and I still think that that's probably going to be true for the most part, uh, just because of what we got out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con, specifically the Arrow trailer and, and you know what's being set up over there. Here's the thing, though. So this was confirmed by Tan Helbing, who did say that the Flashpoint storyline, and this is a quote here, uh, really affected Arrow. You'll see it on that side mostly. Um, he says, uh, rather, uh, rather than Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, he revealed that Oliver and Diggle in particularly will be impacted. Now, here's the thing. He says on that side, not necessarily on that show. So I'm wondering if the Flashpoint Arrow universe, you know, the Flashpoint will impact Arrow, but not on the television series Arrow. We'll just see the impact on the Flash. I, I, I think that's probably huh. what this means. You know, I look, I, I would love for it to be this massive, huge event that crosses across, you know, all television shows for, you know, several episodes, if not half or a whole season. But the fact of the matter is what I want and what I think are going to happen are, are two very different things here. So basically you're saying that uh, on The Flash, we're going to be seeing the Flashpoint universe and on Arrow, we're going to be seeing the extension of the regular universe minus Barry because he's gone, I guess. Uh and that we will see the effects of Flashpoint on the Arrow universe on the Flash TV show. Now, that's the way that I'm interpreting this quote. However, I'm sure many are looking at this interpreting it in a different way that over on the Arrow television series will actually see the impact of the Flash universe. Here's the thing. If that was the case, I don't think he would pinpoint two characters on that show. He said, noting that, you know, Oliver and Diggle particularly. I, I could be wrong. I, I want to be wrong, <laughs> but I just I don't think I am. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it does make more sense to me to think that the Arrow uh, show is going to be in the standard universe and the Flash will be in Flashpoint. So any changes in Arrow we will see on Flash briefly, maybe. But then, I mean, it, it couldn't it, it, it couldn't really affect Arrow if we didn't see it on a you know week to week basis. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what ends up coming from it. Uh, season three, I've already mentioned this. We'll have two big bads, a, a yet to uh, be announced speedster, uh, which I think we can safely assume is, is this uh, black, black speedster, dark speedster, dark racer, whatever you want to call him, uh, as well as Dr. Alchemy, who uh, certainly doesn't like the flash uh, is what Aaron Helbing said. He says he's a bad dude and he's going to be a formidable adversary for the Flash and everyone on the team. Kind of going alongside that, of course, we got earlier this summer the announcement that uh, Tom Felton, uh, who many know from his uh, his famous role in the Harry Potter series as uh, Draco now, Malfoy. I'm not familiar with those films. Okay, so as best I can tell, man, I'm, I'm not too big on this as well. Apparently, there's some guy uh, from a young age who I guess he gets hairy early, like he gets a big beard early on, and uh, and so puberty hits him hard, um, and then he starts making pottery, and he just has a really difficult time uh, in life. I, I hear he's an orphan, but the pottery is supposed to be uh, really nice, uh, magical, in, in fact. So, so is is that where the pottery barn, like store, comes from? Is, think, it, is that like a, a reference to that movie? I think so. I think I think originally it was uh, Harry Pottery Barn, but then they had some sort of issue with that, and so they just went with Pottery Barn, uh, and that would make some sense. So there you go. Yeah. Now, of course, okay. Harry Potter, the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> massive uh, franchise uh, that originated with the books, of course. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so the kid that played Draco Malfoy is all grown up, and he's joined this season of The Flash as a character known as Julian Dorn. Now, Julian Dorn is not necessarily a character from the comics, or at least we do not know that character to be from the comics as of yet. You know, when I first read it, 
my dyslexic mind immediately saw Julian Day, which is, of course, the calendar man from Batman. Ooh, that'd be interesting. It would be. Now, he'd be a weird casting for that role, and I don't know why Calendar Man would necessarily play into this. Um, However, from what we do know of Julian Dorn, uh, he and Barry do not necessarily get along very well. Um, There's a lot of friction between the two, and he's someone that, uh, you know, will probably be somebody to uh, pose a threat to both Barry and Team Flash. Safe assumption is that perhaps he is either the Black Racer or uh, Dr. Alchemy. Yeah, so you want to hear an interesting little bit of trivia here? Hit me. So uh, Tom Felton was in the uh, James Franco remake of Planet of the Apes, the first one. Now he is on The Flash. Okay. Now, 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 check this. Our boy Chet Rook. Yeah? On The Flash. Now he is in Planet of the Apes. Right. I just, I just think that's interesting. They, they're both they're both playing villains. <laughs> and, whoa, whoa, hang on. And, and hang on, Bell. Like, hang on, Bell. And guess what? From his original role as an ape on Planet of the Apes, Gorilla Grodd, now a villain on The Flash. See, it's all connected. It's, it's all, all connected. Connected. There you go. Multiverse. Yeah. There you go. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, man, that um, he'd be. I, he, I I think he'd be an interesting cast for Mirror Master. Could I mean? I, I think that he. What What if maybe he's not one of the two big bads? Maybe he's a completely different villain. What if he's Mirror Master? Why haven't we gotten Mirror Master? I want Mirror Master. I know. Didn't didn't somebody was it? Either, it was either uh, one of the Helbings or or Guggenheim or some not Guggenheim. Kreisberg, uh, <laughs> uh, I think is what. Yeah, so somebody said something about Mirror Master. I remember month a couple months ago. Yeah, there was speculation that perhaps he might be in season three. I don't remember if it was like confirmed. It was more like he could be involved. Um, I, here's the thing, though. I, you know. <sighs> It's such a cool character, and I, I think uh, I'm, I, I, I'm glad that there are still villains out there like that, top-tier villains that we haven't really gotten a chance to spend a lot of time with. But to be fair, if they if, if they add Miller Master, he's probably just going to be crazy popular. They'll send him over to Legends where he'll die or something. Not to be negative. <laughs> that's what they did. That's all of my favorites. That's what they're doing. All of my favorites. They're sending him to Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> and then they killed him. Well, <laughs> twice. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Harry Potter. We talked about that. Wally West flashpoint hero alter ego is kid flash. Um, this is actually, you know, uh, from what Keenan was saying, he's playing the character as kind of a younger lighthearted. Uh, he's got some cockiness to him and, uh, and that may in fact lead to his downfall. Arrow's Felicity will appear in episode two of, uh, the, uh, the, the season. She's going to provide some quote unquote advice, uh, to Barry. So, you know, well, what, what I, I, please tell me that advice is Barry. Stop screwing with the timeline. No, no. I hope the advice is screw with it more. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we call that. That's good stuff, man. That's good stories right there. Well, it's great for us. But I mean, like if you're a character in one of these universes and every Tuesday, everything <laughs> you've known about reality is changed. I would be kind of upset. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, one last thing that was brought up uh, on the panel was uh, the character of Iris and how, you know, a lot of fans have felt like she hasn't gotten enough screen time. She hasn't had enough to do. Um, you know, this is a similar, by the way, criticism that was kind of put at the feet of the character of Laurel Lance. A lot of people wanted to see more Laurel and they never really did anything with her until they ultimately killed her. And I think we can all say we don't want them to kill Iris. So no. they did. Uh, there was some questions as to what her role would be if she would actually get uh, some, you know, more, more time, but more importantly, would she actually get a chance to do some of these crossovers and actually be involved in the multi-show crossover? You know, you got to think about the fact that we've done this a couple of times and uh, Iris has to stay back in central city twice, twice that's happened. Now everybody from yeah. team flash, even the non-powered ones comes over to central city, but, uh, but Iris never got a chance to get a star. So hopefully she will. Unfortunately, the acknowledgement that Tom Helbing gave was it's this juggle. Uh, this is quote, we try to get everybody in as much as we can every year. We want to make them bigger and better and include more people End quote. So that is what you call the non-answer, uh, <laughs> otherwise known as, well, the answer is no, but you're not going to like that. So I'm not going to tell that to you. Well, it sounds like, you know, what he's trying to say is, is like we have this giant story already with these crossovers and, you know, maybe maybe there's they couldn't find an interesting way to include Iris because that's the thing, right? Like you don't want to include Iris and have her part be stupid and ha- that would make people angry as well. No, you don't want to force so, her in. But I mean, that's the thing. There's right. a, you can tell like if, if you're giving 
if you're giving a character, any character, if you're giving them enough character development, if you've got, you know, some interesting things going on, you're going to want to see that continue on. And you're also going to want to see that character meld with the other folks, right? Like Felicity. Felicity is a great example of this. Um, This is a character. She's got no powers. She's got absolutely no powers whatsoever, but she is pretty handy on a computer, which is a handy thing. You don't need that person out in the field. However, they force that character into the field over on Arrow a lot. You know, whether or not they should is a completely different argument, but fans of that character were very happy to see that she was actually getting some field time and that she was actually getting some more interaction with the team as a whole. Iris needs to have that. You know, there, there needs to, you know, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying throw Iris into the field, but give her throw Iris into the field. No, 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 no. I, look, <laughs> I'm not a fan of non superpowered people going up against superpowered people. Unless, you know, you've been trained by the league of assassins. And I'm not saying that I want everybody and their grandmother to be trained by the league of assassins. Lord knows they're already doing that anyway. <laughs> so, well, you know, give her, give her more opportunities to do like, uh, like when she stopped clock King, it, that was good. But here's the thing. It's not just about going up against the villain. She's a reporter, man. Like there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, espionage. There's a lot of stories in how things are changing. The dynamics are changing in central city that she can be a voice to, you know, we don't have to just spend time inside the, the headquarters of star labs to figure out how they're going to take down the bad guy. We can flesh out this world a little bit. We could kind of humanize it a little bit. I feel like Iris has an opportunity to help tell those stories, both her own, but also be that eye into the rest of the world that I think the team needs, you know, cause you can get kind of high and mighty and do things like, I don't know, detaining villains without any kind of trial, you know, <laughs> when, when you yeah, lose constitutional privileges, exactly. Stuff, when you right? lose that human element, then you end up seeing yourself as more. So Iris needs to be that anchor. She needs to be that lightning rod, if you will, that actually keeps everybody grounded. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's my, that's my two cents and my plea for, uh, for getting some good Iris stuff in there. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's it, man. That's uh, the news that came out of, uh, Comic-Con, you know, in in retrospect, after reading through some of those things, nothing too terribly spoilery, but I wanted to play it safe just to make sure that um, we didn't ruin it for anybody that was trying to be as pure as possible. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right. So October 4th, Tuesday, returning on Tuesday. Happy for that. Uh, So, yeah. So we will be uh, live tweeting and it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys will be joining us on the live tweet using the hashtag Flash TV Talk. Uh, And then, of course, that following Wednesday, we will go live and we would love for you to join us there as well. Uh, We hope you're checking out the podcast, subscribing to us. Uh, You can find us, of course, on iTunes, but you can also find us on the Satchel Podcast Player that is now available for your iPhone. Now, this is the reason why you want to check out the Satchel Podcast Player. There's two reasons. One is because it's a sponsor for the show and uh, I helped make it. So that should be a good reason to uh, to check it out and hook us up with a five star if you're able. Did you hurt your arm there? Pat myself pat on, the back. on the back. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But, <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a great player. You really should check it out. Absolutely like great. It. You can also do some great things with it. Like, do you ever wonder who's podcasting in your hometown? You can actually find out with the Satchel podcast player. There's a listen local option. In fact, it's the world's first podcast player that offers location-based discovery of podcasts. So be sure to check that feature out. You can also do things like support this show by clicking donate right there in the Satchel podcast player. And you can activate these type of things for your podcast, by the way, if you happen to be a podcaster, go to satchelplayer.com, register your podcast today, let your listeners know about it, and that's what you should do. Bell, what do we have coming up uh, Everybody's Way podcast-wise? I know we'll be coming back, of course, for Flash TV Talk once the series comes back, but what about panel to screen? Well, coming up on August 5th, uh, that's when Suicide Squad premieres, so we'll have a podcast coming out shortly thereafter. Uh, I don't think this one's going to come. Gambit October 7th? No, that's not happening, No, right? that's not happening. Gambit, I didn't think so. Gambit is dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, Cajun, so I guess we'd have that whole jazz funeral. That's true. Yeah, that's what you do. And so after August, it's not going to be until November uh, that we talk about Doctor Strange. All right, so I guess that's what you're looking forward to. Be sure to subscribe to the panel to screen podcast as well for our Suicide Squad review, as well as some other great reviews from this summer, including uh, the Warcraft movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel. Uh, some other great things as well. Check it out. Panel to to subscribe to that show. And uh, yeah, beyond that, keep up with us. You can follow the f- show at flash TV talk, but if 140 characters, isn't enough to express your love for our show. Feel free to email us at flash at podesterry.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. You ready for some speedster speculation? Well, you need to be checking out our Facebook page where we'll be posting out some daily discussions on all things flash at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. 
want to give a special thanks to Charlie Bach, who does our outro music. Find links to his work in the show notes for this episode and review us. You can review us on iTunes, but download and subscribe on Satchel. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll be back in a flash. <laughs> <laughs>